Here we are, uh, episode 29? 29. 29 of Strong and Petty. Yeah, we're we're down one man today. Devin's off doing whatever it is that Devin does during the week on a Monday afternoon, I guess. Not committing to Whatever the fuck that could be, I couldn't even begin to guess. Yeah. Um, So you're here with your host, Tyler and Dave, and Dolly's wandering around, and BZ behind the camera there. Um, with a sharp do, thanks. Yeah, looking, yeah, looking good. Yeah, yeah it's uh, the wife did my haircut, and she did a great job. So <laughs> one day when you're allowed in school zones, we're gonna put you on camera. <laughs> hey, one day. To be alive, if you can't do that. between two so he has to come uh guy incognito <laughs> Fuck, there's nothing that i love more than like a full sugar drink really of any kind soda or energy drink or whatever it's, i fucking love it i i'm trying I, to i'm trying to gain weight still so i can justify it with that i think it's been so long for me that i don't like the taste really oh fuck i, I and especially after like if i have like a competition or whatever i'm really depleted that's when i'm just like I'll I'll get one on the way, or say like after say after events at uh, Devin's place. Yeah, I'll stop in Saint Pierre on the way home, and I'll be like, oh, I'll just treat myself to a little orange crush here or whatever. And then before I get home, I'll stop at another gas station and buy another. Like it's like a that's it's, impressive. Like, I can't, like, but it's it's actually like it's like an addiction thing. It's it's crazy. Like I need yeah. to have it at that point. I think like I'm actually at the point where I'll take brain cancer over diabetes. <laughs> yeah, it could very well be. Kill me way faster. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of yeah, like I'm still in weight gain mode because I. I said last show that I have uh, another potential competition coming up, and it's been it's been verified now that uh, I will be going to Cuba to compete. Not bad. Yeah. So they've done it a couple times with the with strong with the the, the pro circuit here in Canada. They JF and Mike Saunders have some sort of a connection in Cuba. I couldn't even begin to guess what that would be, but yeah, I, I won't I won't Weird. speculate too much. <laughs> but they, uh, but so <laughs> a, a resort. <laughs> I don't know. A resort has us out there. And then we compete for two days, and uh, then we get a week for free in the resort. Just picture and... JF always <laughs> just wearing a poppy everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> we, um, yeah, it's gonna be so we get to spend a week. We get a plus one, so we get to all bring our girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever, what have you, and uh, we get to, it's an all inclusive resort. We get to spend a weekend, so it's a that's quite, quite a perk, quite a perk event. That's pretty I'm, fantastic. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it too. Um, so that's, that's in November. So I'm looking forward to that one. And it's like really weird events where it makes me think that it's like, what do they have there already? Like in Cuba, yeah. because it's like bench press for reps, which I've never seen before in my life in a strongman competition. Maybe in well, the seventies or yeah, like not like not in my lifetime, I should say at least. Yeah. yeah. Like not, not that I've competed in or anything. So yeah. that's for sure. So got to brush off the bench press a little bit in the next few weeks and see how that goes, which I'm What's sure is not very good. I don't know yet. They, that's, that's a very typical, um, Pro circuit, especially JF kind of thing, which is yeah, we'll find out when we get there. And really, that, is you know that that's funny. I mean, I mean, because if you want to train for it, if it's three fifteen or if it's four hundred five right. or if it's four ninety five, those are all very different ways of right. training. Exactly. And you could do thirty at right. four hundred five right. and maybe only get five at four ninety five. Right. But if you trained, you could get nine at four ninety five, exactly. and that could be the difference between. So I'm Second, gonna, third, and last. I'm gonna assume heavy. I'm gonna go heavy, and that just, yeah. just err on the side of caution. The circuit shows are all heavy, and these guys. Are, and there's a lot of good, like um, a lot of the Quebec guys 
not only like are not only good strong men, they're also a lot of them are good power lifters too. Yeah. So I'm going to assume that there's going to be north of 400. I would think. I would think. I don't know that, for sure, but I would yeah. think so. So I'm going to train. I think it for has it. to be. Yeah, I would think so. I'm going to I'm going to train for it as such. And uh, there's like a tug of war event, which man, everyone in the circuit is so much heavier than me. Like I'm 305 pounds, and I'm like a light guy on the circuit. You yeah. know what I mean? So a tug of war is not going to be in my favor for that one. Um, a lot of stuff that are it's technical. Even if you're yeah, smaller, yeah. Tug of war is just you <laughs> yeah. anchor your fat yeah. ass down, and it's like you can move me or you can't. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm hoping <laughs> that I can, you know, like I. If, it's funny because like one of the only guys who's smaller than me in the circuit just won Canada's Strongest Man this year. So I can't yeah. even say that I hope I get him in it or whatever because he's a fucking monster. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that one. It'll be fun. And, and other ones were like, um. Like a throwing of like a lot of sandbag stuff, so a lot of things that you could bring to the beach and fill up with sand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what we're trying. You to uh, throw this on a plane? How many can you do in a minute? <laughs> so we're transporting sandbags for some reason, and yeah, so we're gonna. I'm looking forward to that. Something weird, something different. Um, so is it less of a competition and more of like a display? I'm gonna say I'm gonna call it somewhere in between the two things. I think yeah. like it, like it's a competition. Like Obviously, there's, you're there's all a, going to compete. There's, there's a winner and there's a loser, and there's a prize for the first ones. Yeah, for the first people. But I think that we're all kind of going into this with the understanding that it's like the regular season is over, and this is an extra show, as yeah. it were. You know what I mean? But we're all we're all very thankful for the opportunity to go and, you know, you say you competed in a new country and. Um, I'd say yeah, regardless. Yeah, well, that it, it was kind of shitty timing because we had, I, I had my cousin's wedding in Mexico the same week. Oh, geez. The same fucking week. And I've never, like, in my adult life, I've never been on, like, a, a hot weather vacation like that. Really? And it was two in the same. Oh. It was unreal. But you're doing the competition. But I'm doing the competition, yeah. That's a real man. That's what we talked about before, yeah. where it's like, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've missed very... You literally had that. You manifested this. Yeah, I think I did. I think you, I think you might be right. I, I, I said before <laughs> that I've missed weddings and funerals and all that shit, and then I get to miss one more. Um, but luckily, my everyone in my family is is very understanding. You walk and, the walk. I, I respect. Yeah, that. I, I, well, that's if nothing else. I said I would do it, and I'm and I'm definitely doing it. For all we know, Devin's at a wedding right now. Absolutely. <laughs> couldn't even. Yeah, couldn't even skip a, a Monday afternoon wedding. Um, but yeah, my because I, I, I felt bad mostly for that because my parents really because they were like looking forward to having an opportunity for us all to be yeah. together and whatever, right? And I was just like, but when I told them, they were just like, well, you have to. You have to go do that. Yeah. And they're very understanding about that. They've been that way since all the way back to wrestling, where it's like, if I get an opportunity that's like a very rare, cool opportunity like that, yeah. you just got to take it. Yeah, it's, 100%. I've been to plenty of cousins' weddings before and, and never to uh, never to a competition in Cuba. So Yeah. But I'm looking forward to it. Resort life is great, especially yeah. if you're trying to eat. Right. Resort, you can't beat resort life. See, apparently though, Cuba. Because so I, because I, I say apparently, I've been to Cuba. I went there when I was sixteen with my with my with my family okay, for Christmas. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really, I didn't really notice this because I was sixteen. I didn't give yeah. a shit. But apparently, the food's really bad there. Like even in the resorts in Cuba. Yeah, it's just I've sort of an, it's too. just sort of a known thing that like the food, like you go to Mexico, the food's really good, and if you go to Cuba, it's just I don't know if it's like shipping issues or whatever it might be, but it's yeah. just not it's not great. Um, but I don't really give a fuck about that i plan on consuming a lot more alcohol than i than i'm gonna consume totally. food anyway so it doesn't totally. really matter to me um, i have a i have a strict resort routine oh yeah um i get up regardless of what i did the night before i'm up at six and i go to the gym right because it gets too hot right and um it's kind of just about starting my day i'm not trying to be like hey i'm the guy that right, works right. out on vacation it's, right it's more about just starting my day and then i have breakfast alone and no matter what resort you go to, there's an omelet station. Mm-hmm. So you're like omelet and fruit and and just get that in your stomach. 
have some alone time because your day is always filled socializing. Constantly, yeah, every minute of it, right? Yeah. Then uh, either uh, coffee and Bailey's or a black Russian. Grab same drink for who's ever in my room with me. Go get them, have a drink, they get ready, and then go have a second breakfast. There you go. Yeah. And and it's like ten o'clock. Yeah. And you're like, I've eaten twice. You've worked out, gotten two meals in. Like, yeah. You're doing pretty good for vacation at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's true. My phone is. I'm gonna put this away. My phone's fucking blowing up because Sean Hayes and his partner made a group chat with with Gian and Nice, and they're the two girls are planning the trip. So it's just been going fucking. Oh, okay. It's just been blowing up the whole time with their with their inane bullshit. So I'm gonna put that over here. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for, I'm excited for that one. It'll be, that will be the actual, like, and it'll be a really nice, like final, like thing of the year. Yeah. Cause there's no more competitions after that. There's no more organizing competitions after that. Like I've been done competing for a little bit now, but I still have to think about, you know, deadlift for dreams. I'll have to think about, um, uh, nationals coming up and stuff. And so yeah. when that's done, it'll finally be like nothing until Christmas. And then, yeah. and then, you know, to the next year after that, of course. But, um, the, the Cuba thing will be like the oh, I'm trying to, think what, trying to think what the other events were. There was another, there was another strange one in there that was uh, oh it's like a it's they said stone load and I'm willing to bet it'll be a natural stone load from things they just found on the beach that one too. I, I doubt very much they have atlas stones in Cuba, but yeah, we'll find out. Um, sorry, every time you say Sean Hayes, this is who I think of from Will and Grace. You know what's funny is there. I'm like, you're in a group chat with. <laughs> they, they did. They did. A... And you said his partner. Yeah. And he's gay. And he's gay. So I was like, <laughs> just using the word partner yeah. is more ambiguous. And I was like, why are you in a chat group with Sean? Sean Hayes. They, there was a. There was like a. Maybe it was him. I don't know. But there was like a. a no, it wouldn't have been him. There was a bit that they that this guy who was filling in for say like Colbert or something it was like a night like a night show guy evening yeah. show guy, and he did the, his name was Sean Hayes and he did this bit in his in his monologue where he was like. Oh, I'm not this Sean Hayes, and I'm not that Sean Hayes. He's like, and I'm not Canadian pro strongman Sean Hayes. And yet, really? And then a picture of him on the TV. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then the guy made the guy tried to do a bit about how like giving birth to Sean would have blown out his mom's pussy, but he kind of made it sound like Sean is just fucking his mom. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, my mom. Oh, she would be destroyed after that, or something, or something to that effect. And I was like. Yeah, Sean, you fucking lay that thing out. What a name drop, though. Yeah, it was really funny. I'll, 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 I'll try to find it, and we'll send it to the to the page, and they can share it, because it's really, really funny. And it was just like, I'm sure that it blew his fucking mind to see that. Yeah. Um, what, uh, Sean is one of the guys from, for anybody who's just not aware, Sean Hayes is one of the pros from, or one of three pros, I believe, right now, pro men from BC. Um, and he's one of the he's one of the big dogs. He's, yeah. He's uh Done. He's podiumed at CSM, and he's very, yeah. very strong and very, very good. Done, done the the Shaw Open, and very, very good competitor. If anyone doesn't know him, and he and he produces amazing competitors too. Like he's he's got a bunch of people coming out of his his gym, which is his garage, and they're all there's one competing as strongest Canada's strongest woman, and then there's a bunch that are doing amateur nationals and are expected to do very well and stuff. So doing big things over there in BC. Very, very happy to have those guys over there coming good stuff. in. Um, and they're they're also party animals too, which I can really appreciate. It's good life balance, absolutely. Yeah, it was. It took a little while to find that because a lot of the guys are like social and they're great, and that's that's awesome. But I'm used to like wrestling, where it's like we're constantly looking for like, okay, where's the next party? What's yeah. next? What's going on? What's yeah. after this? And uh, we went to Sean's and 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 Crew's uh, uh, Airbnb after Westerns, maybe. And we were there till like four thirty a.m. just drinking and whatever, yeah. right? And I was like, ah, this is exactly what I was looking for. Like, this, yeah. <laughs> this is what I needed. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to touch base on or touch on a little bit here, without getting too much into the politics of it or anything, but it is like a big news thing that's happening right now with our strongman stuff, 
is uh, Strongman Corp Canada has introduced uh, is in the process of introducing uh, like an evolving policy right now. We'll call it. Yeah. Of um, uh, uh, okay, I'm trying to think of a way to word this. That's not going to be whatever, but. So it's a it's a, a policy that they're trying to. Uh, you say the word retarded every episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're still around. I think you're safe. <laughs> we're, I'm evolving and changing too. But we're trying to we're trying to they're they're implementing a policy right now that's uh, goes hand in that does two things at the same time. It protects the integrity of uh, women's sports and the women who are competing and the ability to progress and and get better and and uh, and excel in their sports, while at the same time. Making sure that there's like a level of inclusion for everybody who wants to compete in in strength sports, yep. which is I think is also is is if not equally important, it's 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 very important as well. So we've seen like a lot. Of, obviously, there's been a little bit of a backlash to this because what they're trying to do is is implement like what, we, what they would call like an open gender division, basically. Yeah. Where anyone can do it. You can do it. I can do it. Uh, BZ could do it. And I'd then, still suck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And get, and get dominated. Um, but basically, the rule is that if you're going, you could anybody can compete in there, and anybody who's not competing with um, their observed sex at birth, which I think is the best way to put it, um, would would compete in there. That's yeah. the, that, they can they can compete at their as their observed sex at birth, or they can compete in this open division. Um, naturally, that's not going to make everybody happy. There's no way you could. This is this is. There's no possible way that this is going to be like cover every cover all the ground for everybody. But I do think, as far as plans go, this is probably one of the better ones that I've heard. Um, we're all familiar with like Leah Thomas, like the swimmer. I'm sure you've heard, yeah, yeah yeah right where. Yeah. Um, that was like a pretty like stark one where it's like, okay, something has to be done here immediately yeah. because this is affecting women who are working their asses off for this. And the, fortunately the policy change to that was basically just that like no trans people can compete in, uh, whatever level of swimming that NCAA, I guess. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure what, yeah. what level it was, but that's what that, be, that's what that became. And that was something specifically that the, the, the heads of SCC were like, that's not what we're interested in doing. And this isn't about exclusion. It's not about keeping people out. It's about getting more people in, but making sure that everybody yeah. is competing in a, a, a as level of a, of a playing ground as you can get. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not nothing's going to ever be completely one hundred percent fair. Yeah. But. That honestly sounds like a very reasonable right. way to do it. Now the problem is, is that competing as your observed birth gender. You're you're gonna have maybe ten years of shows where there's one or two people mm -hmm. competing, right? And if they're competing, those are people that want to compete, and they're they're not really competing; they're just they're entering and winning, right? You know what I mean? Right. And that's the if you want to enter something and win and do nothing, go into powerlifting. <laughs> um, if you want to guarantee that you win yeah. something, go yeah. into powerlifting. Um, but but. That really sounds like a a fair yeah fair way to do it and 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 also I'll take a moment just to say like huge I don't know if you saw I don't know if either of you guys saw the video that they put out on Strongman Corp Canada but it was just Sam Bellovo talking to the camera being very uh, vulnerable and open and speaking very bluntly about the whole thing and I just have a, I have a, so much respect for her for doing that because first of all you're really putting yourself out there yeah because now you're the face of this decision even though she's not she's just somebody who helped to make one of the decisions there's lots of people who are behind the decision but she put herself out there as the person who's gonna who's gonna get all the fucking DMs and you better believe that she did you know all these people who who care so much about inclusion and safe spaces and all that stuff boy oh boy that changes when they get up in somebody's DM who disagrees with them <laughs> but um. Either way, so that I, I just want to say respect to Sam for, for taking the time to do that because that's a very challenging, uh, very challenging stance to take on that, and I and I think yeah. that I think it's the right one, and I, and we're even now like 
uh, me and Devin being like the, the Manitoba reps for SCC are in this group chat with all the other reps. And we are um, like they're like today they were sending us messages being like, what about this? How about if we change it to this? What does this make more sense to you guys? And we're trying to kind of run this thing through this filter a thousand times to see what's sort of left afterwards. Right. Yeah. And, and, and uh, eventually we're going to end up with something that again, it won't please everybody. Cause that's just completely impossible. Um, it's there's some, frankly, there's some people who don't want to be pleased. I, I, I firmly believe that. I agree. Um, but I think the, the vast majority of people who are looking for like a, a, a rational, as much of a win-win as we can get. I don't know that we'll necessarily get like a complete 100% win-win for everybody, but as close as we can get to that, I think that we're, and like I said, like to, sorry, what I was saying with the swimming thing though, is that what they just said was that there's no, that's a snap judgment. Right. And you're any organization when you're you're faced with a decision like that. Right. 99% of the time you're going to make the wrong one. Right. And it's and it's and I and I don't envy and anybody who's to make those decisions. You're yeah. absolutely handcuffed. Yeah. And so for them to be like we're going to we're going to actually make sure that we have a spot for them to compete. I think a lot of people are choosing to see this as like some sort of like regressive move, but it's actually pretty I mean in my mind it's pretty progressive. I think so too. Yeah, and I and I, you know, I know the big thing is that because I'm not part of that community, I shouldn't speak on it and whatever bullshit. But it's like just speaking as somebody who has a brain that operates, I think that it's it makes sense to me. So here's, here's another problem. Sorry, we're done. No, yeah, yeah, please. Everything that's come up in the news, um, powerlifting, strongman, swimming, it's always male to female. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you never see the inverse of it. You, you, yeah, you you we, maybe it hasn't made the news, maybe it's happened, but um, if uh, I'll just say Jenea, frequent listener, big fan, incredibly strong. If she wanted to compete in men's, I'm curious if they would be like, yeah, go ahead. So you're not going to win. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Mm -hmm. um, or if the same things would be brought up. Yeah, I, yeah I'd, be, I'd be curious to see that too. I think that, and I think that that's, that would be enough evidence that it's not like an anti-trans thing because, and, and sorry, Jenea's not trans, but I'm saying that like if, if you... <laughs> No, but what I'm saying is that if there was if there was a competitor who was um, female to male and wanted to compete with the guys, yeah, the odds are very good that they would not do as well as the born men. You know, just whatever you can call it whatever you want. That's just that's just a fact. Um, and that's and the fact that no one would be like get this person out of our fucking division. Yeah, really tells you that it's not about keeping trans people out. It's not about about putting up barriers or being exclusive. It's just about making sure that there's a level playing field. And if you want to go in the hardest division. Fuck, do it by all means. You know what I mean? Like, How about it, it? Right. Like if yeah. you, if you, if you as a, I, I, I've heard before that like, I don't know if it's the case with Strongman Corp Canada, but like the men's open is technically open to women's too in in certain divisions, whether it's uh, weightlifting or something else. I forget what it is. Yeah. Um. So if you have, if you really have that gumption, like go ahead and do it. I wouldn't recommend it, but yeah. you can. And it's just really, it's proof that it's not, a, it's not about keeping people out of things. It's just about making sure that there's like a like. I've, I've said this before that, that and I, I said I didn't want to get too deep into this, but this is just one thing that I want to say is that... I think this is the best opportunity for you and I to have regular <laughs> conversation about this. We, let's dig deep. We, we have these sports, let's say powerlifting too. We have these sports, powerlifting and strongman, where there's just so few opportunities. Like, how many sports are there in the world where the men and the women compete on the same day, on the same playing field, um, using all the same equipment and the same implements? Yeah. You know, for strongmen, that might be a little different because of their the weights or whatever. But powerlifting specifically, they use all the same shit on the same day, on the same thing. Yeah. One right after the other. Be um, in the same flight. Right. They could Exactly. So there's just so few opportunities for women to be able to uh, excel and be seen on that same playing field. And so we say even like in, in strongman, like the Shaw 
women and with the Arnold, the women there are being held. They're, they're doing their, their pro shows on the same day with the same equipment as the men. Yeah. They, 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 the women use the same wheel of pain that the men did. Jeez. And it's, it's crazy. Yeah. But it's, it's just such a rare opportunity for, for women to really be able to um, excel in whatever. And I'd, I, just, I just think that it's, it's, it's just worth making sure that everybody is taken care of as much as possible in that situation. And I'm not saying, like I said, kick people out or ban people. or And this is in no way a judgment call on people's lifestyle choices or whatever it might be. I think that you and me are pretty much on this. I think everybody, even Devin, like everyone who's in this room, I know Devin's, everyone knows Devin's a pretty conservative Christian kind of guy, but I do believe that he thinks that in the sort of something of a libertarian sort of mindset where it's do what you want to do to yourself. Yeah. Um, I don't, like, I don't pass judgment on anybody who wants to do any kind of, any things like that. It's just, it's just not my business. But once yeah. we start talking about sports and stuff and comp- competition, we have to kind of look at it with a little bit of nuance. Um, let's, let's stop talking about this before I get, <laughs> before we get ourselves <laughs> in trouble. Let's go something much, much lighter. Let's talk about the, the Falcons report, please. The Falcons report. I definitely want to get on something else. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> the, more, the more I think about it, the more I want to talk about something else. Uh, I, actually funny cause it, it can be a good coaching point. Like I have to, this new trans player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it can, it can be a, a good coaching point that we could carry over to the iron world. Uh, we're five and oh. Nice. Um, we're averaging over 60 points a game. Up until this weekend, um, over four games, we had given up 40 points. And then this weekend, we gave up uh, 28. Mm. And we played against the team, and, and funny enough, they had 18 players. We have 35. Like, none of the rosters are particularly huge. Right. Uh, they had 18 players. Four of their players were girls. Uh, they they haven't won a game this year. They've been shut out a couple times. So you go in and, I mean, you have to play the game. Mm-hmm. But we knew we were going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, our offense just pours points on at all times. And um, that just makes you tough to beat. Right. Against an, an under-personed team uh, who's not performing well, you're just – so. Uh, during during the week, we we prepared, and then Thursday night, I'm, I'm the defensive coordinator, and I, I took my defense, and I just said, hey, if we do everything that we can do, and, and you all perform to the levels that you can, there's no reason we can't shut them out. Right. There, there's, it should happen. If we do shut them out, then we're in first place, because we're already... Um, the league is wins and losses, and then it's points against is the next. And we're up on that by 10 points. So I took the team, and I just tried to motivate them in a way that's just like, if you do your job, we can have a perfect game. Mm-hmm. You have to do your job. And uh, Portage came out and scored on their first drive. <laughs> and all my players, we were so flat. Mm. and it took the wind out of all their sails mm. and it, it didn't really hit me actually until this morning when I'm like watching film and, and kind of mentally recapping the game and it's like I put un, undue pressure on them right. to be perfect I thought it would like hype them up and they're going to come out and be like yeah we are going to be that team and as soon as you face that bit of adversity 12 and 13 year olds aren't all of them aren't anyways mentally equipped to sure. be like it's like i let coach down i let myself down right, i let right. i let the team down right and uh so tonight i have just, to just the bubble just burst right after that yeah. yeah yeah and uh i mean the worst team in the league scored the most points against us mm-hmm. this season 
That's interesting. Yeah. And uh, shout out to, to Portage, like 18 players in a football game. Yeah. You need 12 on O and 12 on D. Right. Yeah. So you had six kids just constantly going. Playing the entire game. Yeah, right. Um, and they had their their coaches were great. Uh, town of Heart by the kids. Wait, Portage the Park? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. cool. I didn't realize it was like out of town, like out of the city stuff too. I think they're the only out of city okay. team. Okay. Uh, there's a, a Steinbeck team cool. as well, or the Interlake. Um, but it, it was a moment for me to, to reflect as a coach where you're like, that was my fault. Right. And and I I created that environment where the kids got scored on. We've been scored on before, but we've never been completely let down right. as a team. Right. Um, so I have to go in. We've, we've got practice tonight. And Mondays we do like game recap and install. And I have to go in there. And I'm not even installing anything this week. I just have to make a point to, to own my mistake right. in front of the team and kind of let these young men see that, I'm always on them. You did this, you did that, change this, change right. that. And this is an opportunity for me to go in and say, hey, you know what, guys? This one's on me. Absolutely. We still won. Even when we win other games, I'm not satisfied with you guys. This is a chance for you to see how I'm not satisfied in me. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, to carry over to what we mainly talk about on this show is, uh, have you ever had a situation like that where this Take any of your athletes where you're like, you see the competition and you're like, you should be first in every event yeah, and, for sure. and, and put that pressure on them. For sure. I mean, I put myself, my, that pressure on myself. Well, you and, you and I are both guys that do it to ourselves. Yeah. That's different though. Like I, like, like I, it's, it's sort of an interesting thing, but I felt much more pressure going into Manitoba's strongest man than I felt going into CSM last year. Yeah. Because CSM is, I do what I do. Mm-hmm. Manitoba's strongest man is pretty much a must win situation. A must-win situation for me. Yeah, but in terms of like my clients, yeah, I I would like so using Dan as an example where he's, uh, I would put him at the. I mean, we'll find out at nationals, but I would yeah. say he's very near the top of the top amateurs in Canada. Yeah, um, and it's really easy to forget how little how like how short of a period he's been doing this. Um, he competes in in the competition a lot of the same competitions that I do. Yeah. Um. And then he goes and he dominant. Excuse me. He's he's in the same sort of position that I was in a year or maybe two years ago, where he's dominating all the local stuff, and then once he goes to these bigger shows, he just gets his ass stomped, and then you have to kind of explain to people it's like, well, this is like a different level of show. Like I, you know, it's you almost just want to stay local and just win competitions all you know your whole career because people yeah. at least understand that they understand yeah. winning even if they don't understand the different levels. Totally. We kind of talked about that a little bit with that Whiplash movie where it's like the guy's doing. The guy's winning D3 football, and that's more impressive than this kid who's playing drums, like the best drummer in the world, because yeah. they don't understand it, right? Yeah. So that was something that, like, some people would message me um, after Dan did, like, had, like, a good showing, but not the showing. What am I trying to say here? So he would finish, like, top of the AM, say. Like, he, yeah. would, he finished top of the amateurs at uh, at St. Paul's uh, uh, Farmstrong. And someone was like, oh, like, what was up with Dan? Like, he didn't, he didn't place too well. And I was like, well, everybody ahead of him was a pro. Yeah, one of the guys ahead of him was a world strongest man competitor. One of the guys ahead of him was uh, one Canada strongest man this year. Yeah, one of them was me. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no I'm but but it's it but it did take <clears throat> a little bit of like recalibration, I think, on his part and also on my part too, to be like we need to um, like and he's a and he's a very adaptable athlete. And he's really smart in that way too. That it didn't take a lot of like explaining or convincing or anything. He's pretty cerebral. Yes. To be like, we just need to make sure that when you go to these shows, you're not feeling discouraged, like, 
you know, beaten, whatever it might be. Like you are, uh, like you're you're doing things that other guys can't do. Yeah. And then you're just not doing what this that next tier is doing because you just haven't had the time yet. You know, um, or I think about like um, like Mom Loli is an example too, where I have to kind of find different ways to motivate her because I if I try to just do like pushing too hard in this in this in the same direction, it's it doesn't necessarily always work because there's not like a lot of competition for her. Yeah. And then if she's having a bad day, there's nothing for her to measure up against. Competitions you know I mean? to enter or competition, competition. people like in weight class and yeah. yeah, people in her people in her weight class, people to compete against. Yeah. So it's really easy for her to. to feel like she's having a bad day or feel like she's having a, bla- a bad block or even maybe, maybe even season because there's nothing for her to really measure up against. She just automatically gets to go to provincial. She automatically goes to nationals and then that's where she gets her first real test. Yeah. But I have to remind her too that like um, this was sort of like a, a an adjustment that I made instead of just being like what you kind of said where it's like if you do this, we can we can crush everything and make sure everything's perfect or whatever. I just tell her that like no matter what you do, you've beaten everybody who isn't here right now. Yeah. And that's kind of the, the, like the line that I use for a lot of people which is that like if you if you go to uh, Westerns and you get dead last at Westerns, you beat every other strongman that didn't go to Westerns. Or if you get an invite to a competition, you get dead last there, you beat every other person who wasn't invited to that competition because you still beat them enough to get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when so when Mama goes to Nationals or like there was a – I remember specifically there was somebody who didn't show up to one of the competitions she was supposed to do. And she was very like defeated because she was like that was supposed to be – this was going to be one of the few competitions that I had to be against somebody. Yeah. And I told her, I was like, you beat that person. They weren't they they weren't prepared, they they didn't show up. They didn't compete against you. You prepared and you showed up. You won. Yeah. And then you competing and, and getting good numbers is just the cherry on top of that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the idea that like it's pushing for perfection and whatever was something that I that I have to kind of like uh, Anna too, like a, a tall Anna because she's yeah. so new. Like she's like she 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 was invited to the strongest woman in Canada, but she's just not ready yet. And yeah. my mindset was like just fucking do it anyway. And then she was like, no, no, I'm not going to. And then I had to kind of like dial my own shit back to be like it's not about what i think is a, is like a, the perfect season it's about what you think is the perfect season yeah. right so yeah i i would have that same mindset as i have had right that same mindset as you and um when you have a client who's a competitor if if their first instinct is that they're not mentally ready i don't think you can change that listen to them listen to them yeah. <laughs> um and, and yeah if there's any coaches out there listen to that and and adjust just because you you think that way your expectations can't be their expectations right. because for me um if i got invited to do a competition when i was competing i wanted that experience and i'm okay with losing right uh so i just wanted to go have that experience yeah i love winning yeah i prepare to win and i always expect to win um but i'm if i lose i can probably pinpoint why mm-hmm. even if it's just well it ended up Tyler and I head to head and I'm nothing I'm going to beat you in right now. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but not everyone can, can handle that. Right. And, uh, like Nikki, who I've been training for years, um, it's been like two years and she's just like, she won't even do that list for dreams. Right. And I'm like, you know what, when you're ready, let me know. Right. And it at first was hard to say, right. Cause it's like, I can think of 10 good reasons why you should, and and it's just those reasons don't matter to her right. because she has her own reasons. That's and that's exactly it. so. Gian's the same way too, where she competed in one powerlifting meet. She does our log charity thing. She did deadlift for dreams, but that's all that she's gonna do. Yeah. Is the 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 charity stuff probably. And even then, she kind of is like, ah, oh, like I wish I hadn't signed up for this and whatever. Until she finally does it, yeah. and she's fine. But um, and that was something that I, again, like you have, that I had to accept. And 
with her as like um, a client rather than a partner was just that it's just not what she wants to do, and it's not going to be fun for her. And if she and she's tried it, so I can't say yeah. try it. You know what I mean? And she just didn't like it. Yeah. And it's just a weird thing for me to accept that, like you know, let's say like nine out of ten people when they try something, they'll be like, I fucking love this. Whether it's strongman, yeah, powerlifting, something as simple as deadlift for dreams, yeah, just something. They're like, oh, I can't wait to do this again next year. She just doesn't have that feeling, and it's like hard for me to sort of like understand that and relate to it. Mm-hmm. But she just doesn't have it, and yeah. I and I have to keep that in mind too. And it goes all the way back to like training with my brother when I when he was fifteen and I was seventeen or eighteen at uh, Dakota Community Center, and I had to be like, why the fuck don't you want this as badly as I do for you? Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. it was just like, and he just it wasn't his, it wasn't in his, yeah, it wasn't in, in his, his head the same way that it was in mine. And I have to kind of be that same way with clients now and stuff too. Is that you have to remember that it's like, okay, this guy has two kids and a wife and a job, and he's maybe he's not as interested in. Yeah. The gym as I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just the, this, this client who's coming in here now. Yeah. And I I think our our whole lives have been competing. Yeah. Like, I started football. Well, I had baseball before football. Then football at 10 and, and football all the way through university and roll that into bodybuilding, strongman, powerlifting. is just all I know is competing. Right. It's actually, I'm at a point now, um, or I had to figure it out, like, starting three years ago how do I train without a goal in mind Mm -hmm. and in many ways that's more difficult than training for a goal but because all you and I know is competing when you get someone that's like I'm fine without competing or I or I don't want to you're like right it just has a window to yourself what does that even mean (laughs) like I I don't I don't get how that brain works and I'm I'm slowly getting it now um but it, I, I mean, I think it helps us as coaches. I, it definitely, not I think, it definitely does. Yeah. Um, but the first couple you encounter, you're just like, oh, are you scared? Yeah. Are you? Let's 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 solve this problem. Is what, it, yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. a great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's funny. Um, yet we both constantly bully people. Into and that's what I'm saying. It mostly works. So like, I, I have a, I have a recipe for success, which is force people to compete. Yeah. And like, I I just did a little. I'm doing a little season recap on the the Iron Age Instagram, and we just did like the novice competition. And I look at the the, the people who competed there, and goddamn, if a lot of them didn't stay and, and stick around yeah. for the whole season, and I was yeah. just really really happy to see that. So, it, the, the system works for for a lot of people, and then now I just have to be willing to accept that the few that kind of slap, fall at the bottom that and don't want to do it, like that's fine too, and they yeah. can and we'll find something else for them to you know yeah. find another reason for them to train, whatever that might be. Because yeah. you said for me, it's it's I'm the same way too, where I have a really hard time imagining what I will do. When I when I'm not training for competition, and I have a few ideas in my head, like yeah. I think I'm gonna like I'll try to drop to like a really low body fat percentage, or I'll try yeah. to I'll, I'll I'll probably start doing like a really like a really strict conjugate style where I'll hit like really weird PRs that I've never tried before, like a fucking weighted GHR, yeah, or like a, like, a, <laughs> like, a, like an only band deadlift or something, you know, just yeah. like just like stupid. That's where shit. I'm at now. Yeah, like just stupid shit that I've never ever tried, so that everything is a PR. And then um, that'll give me something to chase and do at least because I've because yeah. that's that's definitely something that's on my mind a lot too. Yeah. Um, we had. Did I just put my fucking phone away? We had a couple questions here that I wanted to. Do you do you have them there? Do you? I do. Be. Yeah. Okay. So first Wait. question. Okay. Go ahead. Let's let's uh, let's start start with the dumbest and and then move. Okay. Or skip anything too stupid. <laughs> All right. Uh, Devin seems to be absent a lot. Was there a falling out? <laughs> uh, short answer, yes. No, he, he, uh, 
Devin's a busy man. He's got a lot going on. Well, I, sh- I shouldn't. I shouldn't sell any of us short. Well, the four of us are with us three and our producer are very busy, and uh, it's really a struggle to get the four of us in a room at the same time together. Four guys who don't have nine to fives. Right. That's just, that's very difficult to coordinate. <laughs> yes. So we've uh, no. There's no beef. There's no. There's no heat. There's no nothing like that. We're just. Uh, we're just struggling to make it work and doing the best that we can. And maybe next week it'll be me and Devin or Devin and Beaks. Or maybe it'll just be an empty room with none of us here. And we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> just have Dolly here. standing on the table and that would have more, more views, views than ever. That would, <laughs> oh, that would be huge. That would be huge, yeah. Um, another one for us there, B? I heard Justin uh, Trudeau was coming to Nationals. Is that true? Uh, can't confirm or deny. I have, I have heard that same rumor, though. Um, I was going to make a joke, but I won't actually. <laughs> to our earlier content, but I won't do that. Oh, me too. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to have a dunk tank there for Justin Trudeau. So nice. look, look forward to that. Uh, what does the next month look like for you? For either of you? Tr- uh, training-wise? Yeah. Um, speaks? Uh, with the lead-up to Deadless for Dreams and, and the heavy football schedule, and I think the start of NFL, <laughs> uh, I was a little loosey goosey with my diet. Um, I'm still I'm still under 220, which I'm happy about. But I was teetering at 210, and then uh, nachos and whiskeys just kept calling my name. I <laughs> uh, did a golf tournament and sponsored by Boston Pizza, and there's free pizza there. And we oh. went to Boston Pizza after, and there's free pizza and burgers there. I mean, you're not going to turn that down. There's, How? There's just no right. Way. Um, I love Boston Pizza, pizza too. So as far as as far as training goes, uh, training will remain the same. Lots of cardio and mobility, and then uh, I've actually gone into uh, like an isometric eccentric phase, and and again it's it's finding things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, like right now, I'm doing pin squats, so I set it up in my floating ribs. I get it up. And I have to hold for 15, mm. then lower for 15. Oh wow, that's brutal! And three sets of that, like three sets of one with that, mm. my legs are cooked. Yeah. And I'll do like GHR back extension, and that's my day. Nice. Um, so that that that's going to be my focus. Uh, weighted dips for for upper body, weighted chin ups uh, for my back, and then uh, yeah, just the the mobility and and just getting my diet back on track. Whenever we would have boring, uh, <laughs> but it's, that's what it is, though, right? It's the it's the boring stuff that works. Yeah. Um. Whenever we'd have American wrestlers up, Boston Pizza was like very often like a, a very easy spot that you go it's afterwards. Recognizable. Yeah. It's... Not to them because it's a it's a Canadian brand, and oh, they, yeah, it, yeah. they would be like they would like they'd be so baffled. They'd be like, "Do you think Boston has good pizza or something? Yeah. Like, why the fuck did you call it Boston Pizza? Yeah. Like they like they're like they're so confused by that. And I was like, you know, I never I never really thought it's about actually it. Actually, I actually know the answer to that. Oh, what is you it? do? Yeah. The uh, guy who. Started Boston Pizza, love the Bruins. Oh, simple as that. That's oh that's it. wow. Okay, I'll take that as a good answer then. Um, for my own training for the next month. Um, Sorry, when's Cuba? Cuba is November seventeenth, I think. Okay, so like it's, six weeks. Yeah, so it's two days. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not really gearing my training too much towards that. Um, like I'm on a I'm on an off season cycle right now, training cycle right now that I'm going to. Just continue on with. I'm gonna throw in a little bit of bench, just so I'm not totally rusty with that. Yeah, <clears throat> and a little bit of throwing, maybe. Um, Work on your arch. Yeah, it was absolutely. <laughs> had, a, had a nice fucking peak. And then, uh, um, in six weeks, I want to give, which is a little more than a month, I know, but six weeks, I want to give 800 a crack on the deadlift. I think that it could be there. I hit 735, uh, 735 for a one inch deficit for 
Jeez. Let's say like an 8 out of 10 difficulty kind of. So I think it could be there. So I'm going to find out. Um, 77 was pretty... 777 at Deadlifts for Dreams was pretty smooth. Yeah, I was pretty happy with how that one went. So I'm going to try to... Like, I have to hit a a heavy deadlift next week. I'm going to go for like 780, maybe 785, just to kind of like give that a nice round number. And then um, then in four weeks or five weeks after that, I I cycle it back in again and I'll try again. But aside from that, like I'm in this really fun phase right now where I'm doing like mostly conjugate style. Like I've been doing a ton of volume work. So this is like a really nice mental break. Yeah. We're just working up to heavy singles or doubles. Yeah. And it's fun and I like it. And uh, I'm also trying to hammer log, my my log and my grip a lot because there there were two uh, events that sort of failed me at Westerns. I failed them at Westerns. <laughs> <laughs> My grip failed me, so I'm going yeah. to uh, I'm going to work on that and come back with a more complete package next season for that kind of stuff. Because uh, that was a, a real bummer for me that I, I couldn't come back from was just a shit grip event. So I don't yeah. want to have that happen again. Um, what's next, there, B? Okay, uh, what are the pros and cons of intermittent fasting? Have you ever done it? Grocery bill? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, to. I, like I do it. You do. I, I don't eat any day until around twelve or one. Why? Uh, I don't like eating in the morning. You just don't. It's okay, so it's, so it's more. If, of a if it didn't have a name and it wasn't right. popular, I'd still do it. Right. Uh, so many diets and and for years of trying to gain weight, you you can't have that window. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you just you you have to eat. So I love much. to not eat, by the way. Like yeah. it's like, it's it's a weird thing that people don't really understand. But if I yep. could, if I could have dinner and that's it, that's the way my dad eats. He has nothing all day until dinner. And then, and then it'll have like a bowl of ice cream or something before bed. And that's like yeah. his whole fucking day of eating. Um, what was that? Carb backloading? Yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's what he's doing. And then he's having intermittent carbs throughout the day with Bud Lights. And then I, but I, yeah, I, it's, I love to just like sit and be like, say like after a competition and be like, fuck it, I'm going to treat myself and just not eat this next yeah. meal. And that's, and people yeah. who don't, who haven't tried to gain weight might not, might not understand that. Yeah. But, but I, 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 I'm up at five. Uh, my coffee's ready by 5.45. Pot of coffee. Clients from 7 until either 10 or 11. Come home, have another pot of coffee, and, and get my writing done. Um, or work on my writing. And then and then I'll eat kind of between 12 and 1. Mm-hmm. Never before 12. Mm-hmm. And then with football now, it's like a, a tricky schedule because I have a couple afternoon clients and whatnot. But I'll try to eat again around like 6. And then I'll have a protein shake at like eight, mm. and that's that's my day. That's the day. Yeah, very jealous of that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So for, um, I mean, I guess like when when someone asks a question, so what, can you can you repeat the wording of the question one more time? What are the pros and cons of intermittent fasting? Okay, so the pros are legitimately that you'll spend less money on food because you'll be eating less food. Yeah. Um, the pros which are, lowers your calories in right, which is like that's that's the next pro is that you will likely lose weight on it. But it's not because you're doing intermittent fasting. It's because you're in a caloric deficit because you're giving yourself less time to eat in the day. So you're going to yeah. eat less. If I said you have one hour to eat, then like, let's, let's look at like a really extreme version of intermittent fasting, which would be like you have one hour to eat as much as you can. You're not going to be able to get as much food in as you'd be able to get in over 12 hours, even if you're sitting there actively like yeah. jamming your face with food. So the, the long and short of it is that any diet the, that's successful can be like that diet equals caloric deficit. It's all it is. It's it's it's, it's nothing. It's nothing fancier or like it's, you know. I hear a lot about like resensitizing your whatever hormones and blah 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 and that kind yeah. of shit. And like I don't know. Maybe I haven't I haven't seen a lot of stuff that really backs that up. But maybe the thing the thing is too. 
uh, if you're intermittent fasting, but when you're eating, you're eating shit. Right. You're doing yourself a real big disservice. Right. Yeah. So a lot of the people, whether it's keto or intermittent fasting or whatever the, the yeah. diet is, the, the success of the diet is, is that you're more mindful of what you're putting in your exactly. body. That's exactly right. So whether you eat at 8 a.m. And, and have three square meals or you have five meals a day or you have two meals a day, if, if whatever you're doing has the word diet attached to it, mm-hmm. in all likelihood, you're eating cleaner foods you're eating out less or, or less restaurant eating just being, or, just being mindful mindful yeah eating, right like that's a kind of a corny term but that's what yeah. it is though like yeah um people always overlook that mm-hmm. it's because i'm eating in my window that right. I'm, no it's not no, well, i'm doing not. keto and and i'm producing ketones and, and burning fat cells no it's not you're yeah. you're you're eating like steak chicken and and cheese or right however however people however fill you're it doing it yeah. um and you're not crushing chips like a family sized bag of chips mm-hmm. while you watch TV from nine till eleven, mm-hmm. um, but it's always overlooked. Like you're not, you're, I, not, you're not having pizza on Friday. You're not yeah. having whatever. Yeah, I've had a lot of success with keto, and I always hate talking about it because people want to know about it or think they know a ton about it and want to talk about it, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, all your facts are wrong, right? Um, or people that say they do it, and you're like, I. I just saw you crush chocolate bar, <laughs> or or even a cliff. A cliff bar will will right. take you out, but they they think it's you know. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I never really like talking about what I'm doing, and and then people try to attach names to it. It's mm-hmm. just I I eat how it works for me. Yeah. And and that's that's all that I do. Right. Uh. So things come and go. The only diet I did, and it was out of curiosity, like I'm going to stick to this diet, just because I'm curious about it. Uh, was the snake diet. <laughs> what is that? Um, so it's hilarious. Lays down beside it, merges it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it, it's really hilarious. The guy who presents it is one of the most obnoxious people naturally in, in the human, on, on our flat earth. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it starts with a 24-hour fast. Okay. Then you have a meal. Okay. And you have like uh, a a kind of keto based meal. Okay. Then you do a forty eight hour fast. Oh my goodness. Then you have another keto based meal. Then you do a seventy two hour fast. Then Three you have another you meal. Need... Three days. Holy fuck. And it, and you're you're literally a, you just have water and pink Himalayan have salt. You, have you done this? Yep. Really? Yep. Okay. So and going... uh, none none no part of it. So I, I got to 72 meal, 72 meal, and then I was like, okay, I did it. I can just say I did it. Okay. Um, you're probably fucking pretty pretty ripped after that one. Like, if your abs are probably showing and stuff. If if you stuck with it, yeah. for, for sure. <laughs> but, like, but, like, you'd be like Jesus on the cross, ripped. Yeah, like you'd be exactly. very emaciated, yeah. but, you, but you would look probably kind of cool. Yeah, and uh, it, it was just kind of funny, and doing a three-day fast was... The, the only positive I got out of it was realizing that a lot of times that I eat was more mental than hunger. Hmm. You're like, it's 5 p.m. I should have a meal. And if you take a step back and you're like, I'm not even hungry. Right. And then how often do I eat when I'm not hungry? Right. And, and if, you're, if you're looking for like a, a body composition change, being mindful of that helps. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but outside of that, it was it was pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm always down to do something. Yeah, stupid. Try something. Why not? Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like it's not like you went into it with the expectations of like this was going to change my life or anything, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess kind of, kind of to put a cap on the the intermediate fashion question would be like, um, don't major in the minors. Like, don't uh, if you're somebody who's like like you, like where it's like you kind of you've been through the whole ringer. You found something that happens to have a name, happens to be called intermediate yeah. fasting. It's just whatever. It's just the way you like to eat. Yeah. Um, and if it works for you, then okay, cool. But if you're somebody, like, I don't, I don't know who asked that question, but if it's somebody who's involved with strength sports, wouldn't recommend it. If you're, if you're an athlete, wouldn't recommend it. Um, if you're somebody who's just trying to get used to the idea of getting into a proper, <laughs> there, Dolly. if you're trying to get used to the idea of like eating properly and getting an exercise schedule and stuff, wouldn't really recommend it because it's just your, like I said, you're going for something that's not really going to be, you're thinking of a short term plan rather than making a long term change. Me and Swint just had a, an hour long conversation with this about my, with to my mom that was like really a good test of like explaining these things to a normal person. You know what I yeah. mean? And I'll say that it was really, and, I, and I'm happy to say that we uh, we broke down a lot of very strange misconceptions she had about diet. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I would say just like I said, don't to, don't major in the minors. Think about the big stuff before you worry about small stuff like what name your diet has. Yeah. Uh, do arms really require a dedicated day, or can it be interspersed throughout your leg, shoulder, et cetera, et cetera, days? Oh, you tell me. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's, it's again, who, who asked that? Does, is it a competitor? Do you know who it is? No. Okay, so let's say it's uh, I'm a, actually a, curious about your answer, because I've always had a strong stance on this. Uh, short answer is no. Um, long answer is no if you're a strength athlete, and you'll get, you'll, you're not worried about your arms hypertrophy as much as you're worried about maybe the strength, like the... The endurance of your biceps, the strengths of your the strength of your triceps, things yeah. like that, and then hypertrophy just tends to kind of come with those things. Yeah. If you're a bodybuilder, probably. If you're if a you're regular a, guy who wants big arms, probably. If you're a very high level bodybuilder, right? These guys that are like, oh, I do like um, unilateral biceps curls because you can contract more right. fibers. Right. You're not strong enough for that to matter. Right. Um. You know, if you're on stage at the Arnold, yeah. You don't you have are. a mind-muscle connection to care about those kinds of But if of you're things, Johnny yeah. Gymgoer in Winnipeg yeah. and you just want to look sweet. If you if you think that doing arms is fun and you like having an arm day, then I think you should do it. Yeah. I find it the biggest waste of time. Yeah. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. Pro, I don't program it for any of my clients. I if, do for my older guys because they just but they, if they, like they think if, they're sweet if, after. If they like it, then that's different. Yeah. And if one of my clients came to me and said specifically, it's like, yeah, I'd like to get a little more arm work in. I'd like to have a, a dedicated arm day. I would say, okay, well, this is why I don't normally do it, but if you would like me to do it, then I'll do it for you. Yeah. So at least I can tell them why, and if they're like, yeah, I don't really care, then I'm like, great, then let's do it. Yeah. Um, but I, I find that most people, it's not, it's you get enough work, you get enough incidental work through pushing, pulling, and then throwing a couple of a dedicated isolation exercises afterwards at the end of the, of the end of an upper day. Um, for if your bench goes up fifty to a hundred pounds, and your accessory work is dumbbell presses and pushups, and you finish with tricep press downs or some variation of triceps, I guarantee your arms will grow. Mm. Just get stronger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and yeah, that's I because I don't I don't really necessarily do like a typical bodybuilding split, even with my hypertrophy clients. Like I don't have them doing like it's the worst split. No, like legs and arms, then shoulders and what whatever. Like I I typically still do like an upper lower and then try to hit a couple, you know, several sets of a few exercises for each muscle group and and that seems to do the job for most of them. So I wouldn't. uh, Short answer. No. No. It's boring, man. And it's boring. It's, for, for so, my money, it's so boring. boring. Yeah. Like a single joint movement for an hour to 90 mo- minutes. Yeah. And you can, <laughs> do, you can do all the variations you want, but you're still just doing this. Yeah. And you're still just doing this. 
Yeah. And you can and you can vary it and get creative just, and get clever you want, but yeah, exactly. Just double dong <laughs> it and you'll and you'll you'll take care of that in your own time. Yeah. And 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 the thing is 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 part of that question was there's nothing wrong with you finish your leg day and yeah, rip 100 press downs. Right. Um Chin-ups and heavy pressing, I think, go way further for arm hypertrophy mm-hmm. than dedicated arm work. Mm-hmm. Right on. Uh, before I go into my next question, that was totally my question, and I want to know. Because- <laughs> <laughs> You're so sad now. <laughs> Are you happy with the answer or no? Uh, that's kind of what I was expecting because yeah, yeah. I also hate arm day. Right. I think it's silly. And yeah. I hate doing them. Yeah. So, yeah. Especially, especially if you're – I'll, I'll say too that if you're like, because you, you train in your garage, right? I do, yeah. So if you have limited access to equipment and stuff, fuck, is that going to be a boring workout? Yes. If, yeah. you have all, if you have all the machines and all the cables and all the handles and attachments, you can at least vary it and make it exciting. But if you're just doing barbell, reverse grip barbell, uh, you know, chin eccentrics or whatever, like whatever stuff you can do for your biceps, yeah. like you're going you're gonna to get a really boring workout and you're going to get very repetitive. So, yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, is powerlifting on the decline in the world of strength sports? No. I don't think so. Um, I, I think know. that I think that specific parts of it are like you don't see geared lifting. Nobody really gives a shit about that anymore. I don't think geared lifting always goes in phases. Yeah, there'll be a, a seventeen ply shirt soon, and someone will bench twenty four hundred pounds, right. and uh, everyone will be doing that. You know what I mean? It'll be the talk. But um, there was a big movement back to um, total blank right now where's the karaoke button <laughs> uh, friends in low places go yeah. <laughs> blame it all on my roots um <laughs> raw like yeah, yeah, yeah. um you know there's geared lifting is cheating well it's not because it's it's in its own class it's its own thing yeah like if there's, you, there's a fundamental misunderstanding of what geared lifting even is yeah like if you're you know if you I'm sure I, I I fail to think of a of a really really direct example, but let's just like let's use hunting as an example. If you're a bow hunter, or if you're if you use a rifle, well, is the rifle cheating because you can shoot farther than the bow? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just two different yeah. things. It doesn't. It's not. It's not com- comparable, and you sh- and you shouldn't yeah. try because it's a it's a boring argument. Yeah. But all in all, I I think the sports as big as ever. And if you just look at Ma- yeah, if you if you just look at Manitoba alone, it's yeah. huge yeah. right now. Got- every every gym has a powerlifting section. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't imagine that even 10 years ago. Right. You know what I mean? Every gym's got calibrated plates. Every gym's got, you know, a deadlift bar. And and the move the move from, and this is already years ago now, but the move from geared to raw lifting made it way more accessible to people. They made it so that the average Joe can just have the equipment in his garage. Like a, our boy your BZ over here. Idiot. Yeah, he's your typical dumb, dumb <laughs> moron. And you can, and you can, but you can just do it on your own. And it's not, it's, it's become this incredibly accessible thing, which is like great. Like, which it's accessible in a way that strongman probably never really can be because strongman, you just need more equipment. Um, and that's, yeah, I, I would say it's, it's bigger now than, yeah. Like, even when I, even when I started with you guys, like I was 2012 or 13, I started with you guys there, yeah, which is crazy. But yeah. it was, but, uh, it was like I didn't know anything about powerlifting when I got there. Yeah, and I think that the average gym goer now has a pretty good idea of maybe not who lifters are or anything, but like they know like what the three lifts are, they know what the rules are, they understand. Yeah. Like when they look at powerlifting, they're like, "Oh yeah, this is powerlifting." You powerlift? Is that the one where you go? Yeah, like I, I get that for strong for strongman. Oh, you like a powerlifter, right? Uh, yeah. And I always say yes. If they say powerlifting, I just say yes because it's just close enough. Who gives a fuck? But if they say bodybuilding, I say no because not because I have anything wrong with bodybuilding. 
But I was like, if you think that I'm a bodybuilder, then you think that I'm a fucking shitty bodybuilder. Yeah. <laughs> and I will not accept that. So I'm off season for 10 years, yeah. baby. <laughs> I looked at that picture of Jay Cutler where he's like all like fat yeah. and eating, whatever. And I was like, I, I will not accept that you think that I'm a bad bodybuilder. You can think that I'm a big fat powerlifter, but not a bad bodybuilder. It's funny. There was a buzz around the football team that uh, typical kids, you meet someone new and you know, all the other coaches they knew already and, and I come in and, and whatnot. So all the kids, you know, you get on the internet and find out who this guy is and then middle of week one, it's just, oh, Dave's a professional bodybuilder. I saw his video on YouTube. <laughs> I have like, BB Pro, Dave Eagle. Show me a bodybuilder pulling trucks and flipping tires <laughs> and, and benching in competition. That's funny. Uh, but just, like, even the other coaches were like, yeah, my kid showed me the video. I didn't know you are a bodybuilder. And you're like... <laughs> It's Saying crazy. yeah is easier than explaining the differences. Yeah, so you're like, yeah, you know, another version of me did that <laughs> yeah, a lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, any more there, BZ? Uh, we got one more. Uh, I probably should put this one earlier, but uh, oh, what is the minimum you can train and still make gains? I was expecting something dumb when you yeah. said I should. Oh, put this I, I thought because I said rate it from dumbest to so less I, dumb. So yeah, that that question just I, I've seen it come up a lot in a variety of different uh so i figured i'd Beast, do you have thoughts on that um part of it i think depends on your training age and part of it depends on your real age mm. um if, if your training age is in that like zero to three years two times a week three times a week is is plenty um you're if you're weak anything makes you stronger Right. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, th those are people that I, I like to do like a good um, like GBC split. So y if, if you're only training two or three times a week, I'm going to hit upper and lower every session. Right. And you don't have to bury them, especially in legs, because that's, you know, I got to walk to work or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and even that, you can train at way lower percentages and still elicit really good results. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're Tyler... You're you're not going to CSM if you're training three times a week. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. Um, and now I find, uh, just as I'm, you know, speed racing through my forties, um, if I if I hit the weights decently three times a week, uh, I I can maintain what I have. Uh, I have less top sets. Mm -hmm. Like I'll you know used to have have days of six by three and 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 five by five and all those different and now i'm like i get to a top set of of three one rep short of failure and i'm like i'm exhausted right and i'll I'll go on to, to other accessory movements and every week i get stronger right and uh so i hope that makes sense but training age first and secondly is just as you get older uh you don't need as much work you need more recovery yeah i would i would generally say that twice a week is like the as low as you'd want to go i think that like there's always outliers there's always things that you can do and there's all you know whatever but like if you're the there's always then there's always like the caveat of like well it depends like what are you trying to do like if you're trying yes if you're trying to get to the the top level of some athletic endeavor twice a week's probably not going to cut it the same way that if you were trying to uh if you're trying to be a pro figure skater, twice a week on the ice probably isn't going to cut it. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have to be a little more dedicated than that. But if you're just a normal person who's trying to get, like you said, who's new to the gym, or if you're like, this is just what I can fit into my schedule is twice a week. Realistically, you are going to see progress and you are going to see gains from from twice a week. Um, I, I fucking wish I could remember the name. There was a story, and this is like a, a, a 
a little bit of anecdotal evidence that you could do less than twice a week and still improve. But there was a guy from Westside who was a trucker. Oh shit! I can't remember his fucking name, but there was a guy from Westside who Westside who was a trucker, and he would only be at the he would only be in Columbus once one day of the week. Yeah. And he would go to Westside and hit everything in one day. Yeah. And he was like a world champ. Like he like he he or set records or something to that effect. Yeah. And he was and he was he would train once a week and sit in the truck for the for the I rest of the week. I wish I could think of it. But that's just a cool that you know, there's a there's always a way to make something work and, and whatever. Like there's that's like I said, like that might be an extreme example and, and not everyone's gonna be the 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 top example that you can give in something like that. But uh it can be done with any with any amount of time. Okay, well, the last question, uh, we're at an hour mark now, but the last question, I saved the most intelligent one for last. Uh, will Devin ever repair his relationship with Banana Boat? I, I saw that, and I didn't know... Uh... I don't think that Devin's ever seen a banana that he wouldn't fall in love with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I would say, yeah, probably. Um, Every time that I did... eat a banana, Devin's just like, oh, he just stares at it. You wouldn't, you've never seen anything like it in your life. He's like drooling, and it's so weird. Did, yeah, did we talk like about something? With his eyes. What's like, that? Did we talk about something about Banana Boat? Well, it's his favorite ice cream place, and with his diet, he hasn't been able to. Oh, oh because of his diet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I never think of him dieting because he doesn't look like it. <laughs> so um, I'm going to say there's there's secret trips that his wife and his friends don't know about. <laughs> One time when I was with Devin, we were at it, we were, it was just me and him in his gym, and he went to the like the back area, and he pulled out like a he whole... What's that? He and I. He sorry. He yeah. <laughs> he pulled out a, a whole uh bu- like a bundle of bananas, and just one at a time, he just started peeling them, and just like oh, like the whole thing. I'd never seen anything like it before in my life. And and he pulled out. So he, he had these bananas, and he was like, he looked right at me, and I was like, what are you doing with those? And he was just like, I've been waiting all day for this, and then he just started pounding them That's one so at a time, funny. no biting. It was crazy. I've never seen anything like it before in my That's life. So funny. <laughs> He insane. likes them nice and green, so they're firm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were like they were hard to peel, and like Tyler, you want the brown one? <laughs> he would peel it. And he would just like follow it down with his eyes, and he was just—it was crazy. Um, before we go, good hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have fun with this. Uh, shout out to Maya Turner of the Manitoba Bisons football team. Uh, first female in Canadian football to score points. Wow, in, in a game. Cool. Uh, two for two on field goals and three for three on converts. Somebody told me that there was a kicker for the a female kicker for the the U of M Bisons, and I was like, I think you might have that wrong, but I'm not going to yeah. call you out on it. But that's yeah. fucking amazing. Cool. Two for two on field goals. Uh, I believe she kicked the game winner in overtime. Amazing. Um, at homecoming weekend, it was like the perfect storm and and awesome for her. Former soccer player, just kind of was like looking for something else to do. She's playing collegiate soccer. Amazing. And put together. Just one of these, like, done on my iPhone pro day type, here's me kicking. And, right. and uh, Brian Saar, Coach Doby, brought her in for a tryout. And she was, like, shot for shot with uh, their kicker who was just running out of eligibility. Right. And, uh, yeah, came in this weekend. And, and heck, any kicker would be proud of uh, of going 100% on converts and field no goals. Shit. but. Uh, good for her. That's something that can never be undone. No. And good for the Bisons for giving her a chance. Absolutely. Congratulations. You said Maya Turner was her name? Maya Turner. Congratulations yep. to Maya Turner. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, speaking of women excelling in sports, October 20th, we have Strongest Woman in Canada right here in Winnipeg at the Minto Armory. Jeez, that was a smooth transition. Thank you. That was great. October 21st, we have Amateur Nationals, which will feature the best amateur athletes, from men and women, from across Canada. We have a we have a couple of teens competing in that one, too, which I'm really excited to see. We have, a, we have teen guys and teen girls that are... That are competing in it 
which is really exciting to see some new, so like the the newest and freshest of faces coming up. And then on October twenty second, we have uh, our record breakers events with the max log, max deadlift, and max sandbag throw for height. We got a bunch Who's of. We? Um, Iron Age or Strongman Corp. Strongman Strongman Corp. Corp. Okay, yes, yes, cool. yes. Still, another national event still. And uh, we got a bunch of people from our gym, uh, from both training grounds, I believe. Yeah. And uh, Iron Age doing the Record Breakers event. Like Thrones is getting in on that. And uh, a few guys from Brandon and stuff too. So I'm really excited to see the, the local boys really turn out for that one. So if you need tickets, please contact me, Devin, Strong and Petty, Strong Manitoba, Strongman Corp Canada. There's a million options, so don't... We'll don't post Brad around, James' right? phone number on Instagram. Absolutely. You can text him for tickets. Yeah, we'll we'll put Devin's postal code and send number and stuff You'll up there. You'll get so many dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with that, the two realist members of Strong and Petty here. Thanks, guys. <laughs>